filled in for drama's sake. I'm taking us hot early because I'm tired of missing all the good stuff that we've been talking about for the last 10 minutes. Okay. So This is good stuff. See, and I've been sitting here patiently waiting to go live to talk about good shit. I was talking about stuff I figured no one wanted to talk about, so get it out of my system. Yeah, but the stuff that you yeah. the stuff that you think nobody wants to talk about is the stuff that we normally talk about every week. Oh, okay. We are that nobody. Maybe that's a problem. <laughs> um, poop jokes. Yep. Dicks and balls. Indeed. Indeed. So are we uh, live now? We've been live. Okay. <laughs> So, uh, I, I, I am apparently turning into an old man that likes to watch film. That's, that's. Did you say film? Film. Yes. I just like to watch. Like, movies. Are you talking like old movies or. Any. Are you talking like. Any. Indie films. Any. Okay. But so, we know you'll watch anything. You watched Velocipapster. Well, this week I watched Dinosaur Prison. Oh, my God. <clears throat> okay, so let me set the stage for you. It's a low-budget movie. What? what? No way. I this, do this not sounds, believe you, sir. This sounds they, like a $30 million budget this is idea a right thing. here. They tried really hard to do the best for the CGI on these dinosaurs that they possibly could. Is so, it better than like the documentaries you see? Uh, yeah. so, like the Age of the Dinosaurs kind of documentaries? Yeah. Because yeah. those, those tend to look okay. They're kind of yeah. stiff, but. Yeah, it, it, at, at times. So imagine, if you will, the ridiculous premise of a prison full of dinosaurs. What did they do? What law did they break? They existed. Okay. And so they, they escape time and we put them in prison. So you have this like stereotypical early 2010s uh, eco terror kind of vibe with this renegade Charlie's Angels kind of female trio empowerment leading cast, which quickly becomes a duo. Spoiler alert in the first five minutes, one of them's dead. Uh, I don't feel bad. Are they a protected class? No. Let me guess. It was the not hot one. Uh, no, no, no. The not hot one lives a long time. It's subjective. Um, it, so they break into this prison because they hear that animals are being kept there and abused and tested. They get caught. They get put into a holding cell in this dinosaur prison. Is he cutting out for anyone else? No, I think he's okay for me. Okay. okay. And the big reveal while they're in the, the holding cell is this weird, almost Baba Duke voodoo shaman looking motherfucker shows up. And he's the curator of this dinosaur prison. 
Not they wait with prison in the name. They don't go with warden. Hello. Why would it be? I mean, it's a prison. Why wouldn't it be a warden, not a curator? That's like a museum. The dinosaurs. Like yeah, but they're in prison. They're not being collected necessarily. Hmm. Debatable. Yeah. Is Chad gone? I don't hear him. He will be missed. Okay. Well, maybe he oh. was cutting out. Maybe. He just didn't know it. Maybe the dinos got him. He never cut out for me. It's like bike club. Did he anybody cut see out that? Me either, but I was confused, so I don't know. He, he was like popping, like his, like ends of his words were being clipped off. Did anybody see the news that uh, the mom of that student got guilty oh, on all, yeah. all four accounts? I was like, yeah. After after listening to uh, her testimony, then the cross-examination, I'm like, yeah, she's guilty. She didn't give a fuck <laughs> what that kid was doing. Okay, I'm back. I mean, it seemed that way. We can hear. I, I can hear you, Chad. I can I you. Okay. You're back. So, yeah, uh, Babadook Voodoo Shaman guy shows up. And then, sure it be- yeah, then it becomes this like escape from New York kind of vibe. It's bad. It, it It's bad in a I can't find redeeming qualities in this movie kind of bad. Yeah, you sat till the end. Oh, yeah. Searching for any redeeming qualities. Got to. No. So then I moved on and watched I watched the movie X. It was billed as a it was billed as a thriller. No. It's billed as a thriller. It has Jenna Ortega in it. It is Kid Cuddy. And I wanted to like it. I did. Man, that was a fucking terrible movie. Okay. So, the premise of the movie is this group of sex workers in the 80s. Rent- oh, I saw I saw it, yes. Yeah. It was rent- like, I didn't watch it, but I, I saw it pop up, and I'm like, that can't be good. Like, Texas Chainsaw Massacre while somebody's trying to make a porno. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the big problem with the movie. That was Jenna Ortega. Wow. She's in it. Wow. The movie bills itself as a thriller. The first half of the movie is just boring tension and sex scenes. And then the second half of the movie just turns into like saw hostile type of torture murder porn. So it's just porn and porn. Yes, yes. Two different types of porn. We give you both sides of the coin. So then I watched The Postcard Killings with Jeffrey. Jeffrey I watched that. I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it either, but I saw the twist coming a mile away. Uh, I I was ahead of the reveal. I didn't understand why, but... You know, I didn't. You, there's no way you could just like instantly know their background. 
Uh, but I'm like, yep, they really want us to think this, but I know it's the other way. I The only one that caught me off guard was the that it wasn't the tattooed couple. Oh, you thought I see they were being he was being pushed so hard that I knew it wasn't him. Well, part of the reason was I didn't catch on that. I thought that you thought it was a flashback that it was his daughter there. Yeah, I thought that immediately in the beginning, but then uh, got off of that when there was something that told us what time it is like this was happening now not in the past there was there's one clue right i didn't catch on to that right away the receipt t- t- as soon as soon as i saw the scene with the first receipt right i knew it was going on. i'm like that's brilliant yeah so then from then on like i was i was ahead of the the reveals every time didn't hate the movie uh, it could have been know. better. It could have been better, but didn't every hate time it. I see, every time I see him, I think he's bigger, and he's this scrawny, skinny guy. Right, right. Even if every you know, time I see, every time I see him, I'm like I'm like, I thought he was bigger. I mean, he was yeah. Negan. Then I remember, no, Negan just always had this big puffy jacket on, that which right. made us think he was bigger, but he was never really a big guy. Right. Even Athena commented, man, he has really thin legs. He has thin shoulders and chest. Yeah. It's, it's like he's a, he's like a coat hanger that his clothes are hanging on. Yes. So then I finally got to watch a movie last night that I truly enjoyed, that I highly recommend. I watched Arkansas on Netflix. Arkansas. Uh, Vince Vaughn, not Thor Hemsworth. Uh, the the other guy is is a known young ish actor. Uh, it is the best kind of Dixie Mafia movie you could hope for. It was utterly fantastic. John Malkovich is in it. Uh, I think it's just under two hours. It was a very well-paced, enjoyable two hours. I I think I heard Aaron talking about it. Cause he was, he was talking about Vince Vaughn, and he was like really skinny or something. He looks skinny. They've done a. I mean. Vince is, is getting a little weird. Just coming from postcard million when that was like the point we were making there. Yeah. But. Vince, Vince is, is showing his age a little, but they, they do a good job of, because he is playing someone who is, I'm going to assume supposed to be older than what he actually is. Okay. Um, but it was well done. It's, it's funny in all the right spots. It's, it's serious in the right spots. It was, God, it was a good time. I, it, I very rarely do I watch three movies in a week 
and come away saying, well, two of them sucked and I regret watching them. I find redeeming qualities in almost everything. It is one of the most annoying features about AES. But uh, yeah, no, the cannot recommend Dinosaur Prison. Even to my, my friends that you want share... to suffer. <laughs> no, even to my friends that like I know, like Steve O that I used to work with. Watch dude, it because that bad. Dude loves bad horror movies. He likes even the like really bad, not funny bad horror movies. I could not in good conscience tell Steve O to watch this film. All right. It's, that like, is a powerful message. Yes. Yes. When I wouldn't even tell Steve O, hey man, check this out. Like, it's weird that his non recommendations we take more seriously than his recommendations. Like, if you say don't watch something, I'm like, okay, fucking never. If you yeah. say watch something, I'm like, maybe sometime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I will say you should watch Arkansas. Uh, okay, I, it great flick. I do not regret watching it, despite it being almost two hours, which is a little long by today's standards. Yeah, we need a minute, uh, hour 20. Yeah, stops. I mean, even Netflix, for a while, I don't know if they still do, they had the 90-minute uh, movie category. That was a category or just something they were doing? No, it was like a, a full-on like side-scrolling menu on the front page. I don't know if it still is or not. But. Oh. Well, where can one find Dinosaur Prison if they want to avoid it? Uh, freebie. Okay. And X, Free is, for a X is Netflix. Right. X is Netflix. Uh, Arkansas is Netflix. Okay. There you go, folks. I mean, if if you're into the, the torture porn kind of horror, you'll maybe you'll like X more than me. That's just... That's not my brand of scary. I'm not a fan of the Saw movies. I've never seen any of them. So. Uh, Athena's a big fan of them. Um, I've got, I get the gist enough that I know I don't want to watch it. I mean, I like the idea of the first one, and then the second one was like they just played it up even more outrageous, but after a while, I was just, it was nothing. I think I stopped watching after the third. Uh, the only one that I'm like, okay, this one's interesting is the one where he's like, in a they're, they're in a warehouse or something and the girl's with him and he's legit like laying there on the bed dying. I did enjoy that one. There's, there's a little less of the torture porn and more of a like story. Yeah, but I think they negate the story in the next one or something stupid. Like, I don't remember what Oh, really? They, they went real dumb with it. I heard something, and I just was like, I'm, I'm done. Like, 
the stage where I cared to watch that type of stuff was just a few years and that I was pretty much done. Yeah. It's funny because a lot of people say that like my, my favorite series of horror movies is nothing but torture porn. And to that, I say, eh, you're probably right, but at least they were funny. What's that? Friday the 13th. Okay. I I find those movies to be utterly hysterical. You're more of a Jason fan than Michael? I can't stand Michael Myers. See, I, like I, the one I, I, will just, I will gobble up all of that, uh, all, all of those slasher movies. Yeah, I mean, I... If if you were like, hey, we could watch uh, Hostel or Halloween, I'm going to pick Halloween. Well, that's good because that would never be an option. That that would never be a scenario I would lay out. Well, I mean, if those were the it, two it, choices, it would be, hey, want to watch Halloween? <laughs> right. Yeah, I. Not a not a not a real big fan of of the torture porn stuff, but slasher stuff. I mean, the the stuff that has you know comedic beats to it that is is trying to be scary, but recognizes that this is an utterly ridiculous situation. I like what that. What was the not another Saw movie with Shaquille O'Neal in it? Uh, not another scary movie, I believe. Okay. Right. Where he cuts off his foot, but he cuts off the wrong one or something. Yeah. Just dumb. I mean, most of those are supposed to be dumb. Yeah. You get what you pay for. Anybody else watch anything fun? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I've been watching stuff to fill the TV screen with images so I can not watch it. I need to get back on a kick of drawing. Clock cards in between strip days. Maybe kick it in gear. The uh, the most recent season of Rick and Morty uh, is on Max, so I watched that this weekend. Don't have access to that one. <clears throat> I watched you know, all the stuff that was on Hulu. It may still end up on Hulu. Well, probably, but not immediately. Uh, started watching. We are five episodes into uh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. How is that? Uh, it's not what you expect it to be. Well, who, who was it that sent the message? Mr. Smith episode five was. I did. Protect. Okay. I thought it was Chad that sent that, but okay. Yeah, like the 
it, it doesn't this does this spoils absolutely nothing the entire premise of the fifth episode is they their mission that they are given from the company is to get a high value target and get him to an extraction point and his only goal in life is to get himself killed and his name is toby and he <laughs> and he is played by ron perlman and he is okay and he is exactly everything you want a toby to be wow ron perlman is in physical appearance in old toby yeah like it's uh there there's a point in the episode where he pisses himself wait ron perlman am i that's oh, oh boy, boy. Yes. yes yeah okay uh that is not what i envisioned for for toby no well, I promise you. I promise you. If you watch nothing but that one episode, it's it is exactly what you expect. From oh, you don't you don't think that Ron Perlman looks like an old grizzled Toby? No. I maybe you just need to see him without his shirt on. Okay, hey, that happens. Everything about Ron Perlman to me screams. Old Toby. I mean, the the episode opens with him doing lines of coke. That's not a Toby activity. Uh, and then he just starts crying with his head in his hands. He makes. I think that's. He makes a, a variety of terrible decisions while while things are going along. Yeah, you never find out what he did either, and that's kind of the best part. Like why Me. he's a high value target, he keeps he offers to tell them multiple times, and every time they shut him down. I think the only reason that cocaine isn't a isn't a Toby thing in our world is because Asmos doesn't sell coke. Yeah, Pepsi only dungeon. Yeah, yeah, very. Very clearly a Pepsi establishment. Okay, I've allowed you guys to establish some canon when it comes to the dungeon. Okay. Uh -huh. I will not allow that. I, I, if I may offer a suggestion, because it feels like a Daryl move, Royal Crown. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and only, only, like, the Royal Crown at his past expiration date, and he bought it on clearance at, like, a ollies or something yes i mean do they still make royal crown I, the, the moto mart here on main street uh frequently has uh two liters for a dollar 29. are you making a crown royal joke or are you talking about rc cola i'm talking about R it, rc oh. cola is royal crown cola that's what oh, rc okay. stands for yeah well no i knew that but i thought you were <clears throat> no 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 making fun of crown royal for Okay. No, no, no. I was no, going. That is, that is the only mixer that is available for the RC in the dungeon. Uh, I'll take a crown and crown. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a crown royal sour apple and RC cola. That's the only mixed drink you can get in the dungeon. There you go. Now we've hit it. Ooh. <laughs> not just, doesn't that just pucker something? <laughs> that is amazing. I mean, I I'm one of the few people in the world that 
could probably you can say, have either you can have either by themselves as well. But I did I don't Darryl mind Daryl Dendak recommends yeah. uh, uh, one third to, ter- to two thirds mix. Your choice of which one. Okay. I I'm probably one of the few people in the world that would say I don't mind RC Cola. Oh, I don't mind it either. I don't it's either. Just, it, it tastes like flat Pepsi. It just works with the it works with the joke that Daryl would go with what is arguably yeah. the the, the, uh, the uh, worst market share option. Darryl, oh, yeah, Daryl is the we have McDonald's at home kind of dad. Yeah, yeah, he is. <laughs> I will say tonight, uh, Athena and I made breakfast for dinner because we enjoy, we enjoy that. Uh, and she got the individual uh, Walmart hash browns. The, yeah, the girls yeah. love those. They put uh, them in the air fryer. Yes, we put them in the air fryer for the first time tonight. Holy they're, shit. They're better than McDonald's hash browns when you do that. Absolutely. So what, what are they? They're it's it's like a, a long box of hash browns. They stand on their side, and there's like what a dozen in there, a dozen eighteen. And it's like, like that. plastic shrimp. You find them in the freezer section, and they just look like they look like uh, McDonald's hash browns. Those full preformed, right. you know, hockey puck kind of looking things, and you just put them in the air fryer for however long, and perfect. Like you deep fried them. Believe me, the kids will go mad to get those. They'll love them. They like yeah. hash browns. We'll try it. We'll see. Yeah, we, I, Athena and I were both shocked at how amazing they were. They, yeah. And it really makes it easier because while the air fryer is doing its thing, you're over here with the frying pan making the eggs and the bake. Yep. Yeah, we did uh, sausage patties and eggs. We we go uh, frequently to uh, Nankin, a, a church in Nankin, just uh, north of Ashland. Uh, you go Karen, to church? No, we go to the church on a Saturday, like once a month. They have a uh, pancake you know breakfast you go in uh-huh. and it's like it's like seven dollars and it's you know pancakes french toast sausage sausage biscuits and gravy scrambled eggs you know all, all this shit and you know we go there and support the the church because i guess it's a uh, my brother-in-law's mom's church you know and we always know about it. we all meet up there but I make sure everybody checks, yes, they want a sausage patty. And then I check, yes, I want a sausage patty and an extra sausage patty. I call them meat cookies because, damn, they're awesome. You're taking whatever sausage is put in your face. That's right. Just just slap me in the mouth with them. You want, you want me to slap you in the mouth with sausage? With the sausage. It's like that gif of the, the hot dogs hitting that girl's yeah, face. Yeah, yeah. Just sausages. No, I They're mean, not sausages. They're sausage patties, but yeah. That's my favorite gif. Even better. 
I said that to Nicole all the time. What is happening? <laughs> is someone playing? Who is who is fucking their desk? It's not me. I'm scrolling on my phone. It's not so, me. It's Chad. No, I'm sitting in the dark, holding my controller. Are you smacking your controller real hard? No. Um, Huxley was not on mute. He's not oh. on mute again. If he mutes God. himself, we won't hear that stuff. There we there go. There it is. God. I, 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 I had the Lord. Discord up, and it gets the little green fr frame around uh, whoever's icon that is currently talking, and his was just going mad. Yeah, I just yeah. popped up the thing to look and see what was registering, and I saw that. And he should not be doing that thing that Jeff said to his desk. So I didn't say that. I wouldn't say that around children. Yes, you would. <laughs> well, first well, off, I mean, I'm not going to clean up what I say because he's here for the show. Well, I try, but you know I won't. Because <laughs> I'll mean, screw it up somehow. I guess as, as long as you're not, you know... Talking about your favorite pastime, we should be okay. My favorite pastime? Yeah. I mean, rusty nails and used. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. That one. I, I can't end the show this early, man. <laughs> I didn't go there. I learned. Good. Wait till Jeff isn't ready for it. So, are you guys all still playing the Baldur's Gate? Um, yeah, but I got to a point where I had no idea where to go. Uh, I don't know if you got that far, Jeff, but, uh, I cleared out the Githyanki crash. Oh, uh, no. I cleared that out and fought some guys with some, who summoned ghouls up on the hill and, did all these other things, and now I'm to the point where, like, I have no fucking clue where I'm supposed to be going. I think I'm supposed to go back to the Underdark, but I got tired of looking, so I made a new character and started over. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, I made a monk this time. I was playing a, a drow ranger. Now I'm playing a half-elf half uh, monk, and she is a fucking badass. Uh, okay. It's basically... I don't know how they do key points in this game, but it seems like I always have flurry of blows. Uh, and I never run out. They do key points uh, like spells, but you get them back on short. Or no, you get spells okay. back on short as well. Well, you don't get... Uh, warlocks do, but not everybody. Okay, so then they are like warlocks then. Okay. But yeah, I... I She's fucking awesome because she has, you know, unarmed strike, and then she has offhand unarmed strike, and then flurry of blows, and then, you know, if I get her high enough, I will dip into the rogue and get the thief to get more bonus actions so I can... Because all of her disengage, stun you... 
flurry of blow stuff all goes off bonus actions as well. So mm-hmm. you just flood. You, I, I could take out three or four people before the rest of my party gets gets going. Hmm. I, and, have, um, I have not. I've been dumping all of my time into into Yakuza. Okay. Yeah, I was. I'm having a pretty good time with it, but I don't. I'll play it for. A, it's not like Diablo where I can just sit down and it's kind of mindless. Attack more, attack more, attack more, move on, attack more, attack more. There's something like there's a lot of dialogue options and you meet meet people, you meet Elminster and you have to talk through the whole quest there. So and then you get to a a fight and it doesn't uh, it isn't over fast because it's turn based. Right. So, so, and it's very strategic, you know, how you want to lay it out. And that thing that I was talking about, the Githyanki crash, it's basically just, it's just full of Githyanki. I don't know if you know what they are. They're like green. Yeah. They're like elfy things from another dimension. Yeah. But yeah, they don't like us at all. And we, I pissed them off. So they all try to kill me. And, this only takes place after they lead you deep within the bowels of their fortress. So after you piss them off, you fight that room and then you go to another room and it won't let you like teleport back to camp or teleport to anywhere else in the world. You have to fight your way out of this. So it's like, I hope you went into that dialogue with the Githyanki Christian. Uh, fully rested with two short rests and you're uh, ready to go and all your spell slots you now intact because there's one, two, there's four must fight fights and then there's two or three other, you can skip them, but they have great rewards if you fight them. Like, I wandered all over because somebody outside wanted me to bring a Githyanki egg to them. I guess they they lay eggs. Uh, and I'm like, sure. And I found the room that had the eggs, but I could not figure out how to get to the eggs because the whole room is full of acid. And mm. if you step on one of the traps that are in the acid, it teleports you to a cage that is locked which is also in the acid. So while you're trying to pick the lock, you're dying from the acid damage. So I lost my wizard to that. So, uh, cause I tried to misty step to the place I needed to be. And I misty stepped right onto a trap that I hadn't seen. Hmm. So I had to reload and do that over, but I hadn't saved, uh, recently. So I had to fight like all the fights over because I hadn't saved. So, Ouch. They weren't hard. Uh, I don't know if that's a testament to the... I got a pretty strong lineup of uh, in my party. Uh, running the Barbarian, and she's got like 130 hit points. Okay. So she, she's just a wall of beast. And my wizard, I give all my scrolls to my wizard, so... I have all those spells available and I have like two dozen scrolls of various, you know, 
spells and area effects and shit. And the weakest party member I have, I think, is the cleric, the shadow heart. She's she's just not. She doesn't do any damage. She doesn't help in the fight, other than I respect her to a light cleric rather than a trickery domain. And the light has that warding flame okay. that will give disadvantage to someone. Like if someone within 30 feet of her gets attacked, it'll pop up and ask if I want to use her reaction, which basically imposes disadvantage on the person that's attacking your wizard or your you know, main character or what. So I, I'll do it if the wizard's being attacked. Everyone else can survive because I think my ranger has like 108 hit points. So he can he can survive a little bit and put up the wizard. I really don't want him to get downed because I can blow up half the world with him. And I went I sent him a abjuration school of abjuration which gives him the uh the arcane bubble around him. And it's every time you cast an abjuration spell like shield or mage armor <laughs> or <laughs> a number of other spells that pump it and make sure that that shield is at full like 18 health. So the first wow. 18 hit first 18 hit points he takes are negated. And I think he has like 67 uh naturally so he, he's he's pretty tough if you take a two level dip into warlock you can i i thought about it i i they're all sixth level right now and i'm like you know what i could do that and then i can just cast mage armor over and over and over and over just and over with will. the yeah with the free mage armor and i think i might do it because Eldritch Blast, it would be worth it because Eldritch Blast just does good damage. And I think at two, you get an invocation, don't you? Yeah. Hey, you only, yeah. You would only need to do a two-level dip. Except I don't know if I want I don't want I don't know if I want agonizing blast because it's charisma shit. Maybe I'll respect him. Uh, I could put more into this charisma. Yeah. And then just once an you idea. respect, you just steal the gold back from Withers. <laughs> this is true. I've done it. <laughs> I have as well. He doesn't give a fuck. But yeah, I'm having fun with it. It's 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 D and D. Uh, some of the stuff it makes some classes way more powerful in the uh, video game uh, version because there's really yeah the role playing side of of d and d is is removed because you have you know a list of dialogue choices which trigger other choices so you it's very limited but Certain spells and certain class features just don't work when you transfer it to that. So they've kind of replaced it with something else. Like uh, Minor Illusion 
all it does is lure a bunch of things to it. So you cast Minor Illusion, and then everything's like, oh, what's that kitty? And they all go and they stand on top of the kitty, and then you just drop a fireball on top of them. So, I'm okay with this. Yes, uh, so am I. So, yeah, that, 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 that lets you clear out a lot of things. Yeah, I bet. Pretty quickly. But the Spore Druid looks really cool. In uh, I think it's Tasha's, right? Yes. Uh, they have instead of doing your wild shape, you basically kick off uh, a halo of spores. Uh huh. And you just do extra damage if things fail a save, and. You use Shillelagh, and in the video game, the best early game weapon in Baldur's Gate is a torch. <clears throat> because every class can equip, equip them in both hands, and they do 1d4 plus 1d4 fire because they're burning. Oh, shit. And if you cast Shillelagh on that, it ups it to doing 1d8 plus 1d4. That's kind of funny. Yeah. It, and if you run a Spore Druid at level two or three, I think it's three because you get second level spells, uh, you can have a torch in your main hand with Shillelagh on it for 10 turns. You know, So it's going to do 1d8 plus 1d4 fire. And then you can cast flame blade and put that in your offhand and it goes off your wisdom modifier so we don't even give a shit about you know strength or anything but it's a flame scimitar that does 1d6 plus 1d4 damage in your offhand plus if anything's near you and fighting you they have to roll a save versus your spores or take 1d4 necrotic damage you become this crazy come and fight me at your own peril kind of tank Sounds fun. And then it's death by a thousand cuts. Yes. But it got me looking at them in, you know, uh, the books because I said next, our next campaign, I want to play something that's a little less um, castery, but not absolutely no castery because, you know, how I, am. I, I want spells. Yeah. So I might play with them. Or try one of those. Cool. I've just been playing season three of Diablo. I played a little bit. I got to like level. I think I got to twenty. Okay. I was playing uh, a a uh, barbarian. Not not really entertaining. Low level. Ah uh, no no barbarians are not fun to level. Uh, this season, they are the the king of Endgame, so to speak. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, they're one-shotting everything. Interesting. I don't know if I want to have that kind of time to put into finding all that gear that I'm sure is mandatory to make that work. Uh, it's actually not as much gear as you would expect. Wow. That is surprising. Uh, get good 
weapons with pretty much all the enchants are just codex, codex of power. And you just hammer the ancients. And yeah, it's it's kind of ridiculous. I am not playing that. I am playing a rogue. Uh, Rogues are always good. I am playing a ranged rogue since they those right those rogues aren't always good. Uh they're not bad now. Mainly no, because they've never been bad, but twisting blades are always easier. I would say. Ah, uh, I mean, the the thing I like about this build that I I found on icy veins and I kind of tweaked it to my play style. It is very rotation based. Okay, I can see your appeal then. <clears throat> it's you know get get my combo points, and then use one of my damage multipliers or multiple damage multipliers if the if the need arises. To you mean, you mean like a poison or shadow imbuement? Is that what you're talking uh, about? Water? Shadow imbuement, smoke grenade, or uh, concealment. All okay. three of those function as a damage multiplier in this build. I've never played it, with smoke grenades unless they're like on a uh, aspect that uh, when you do this, drop smoke grenades. Right. And so other than that, I've never used them. It mainly uses them because uh, you you spec into smoke grenades because you end up taking the dash aspect that makes your smoke grenades better. Like at the end of your dash, you drop smoke grenades and that's so, what I mean. It's in the spec. Yeah. 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 But this one is like, Hey, you're already going to be doing this so that you can have better smoke grenades at the end of your movement. So we're just going to go ahead and use those in, in spec into, uh, when, when something's hit by your smoke grenades, they take extra damage. But yeah, it's just get my combo points and then uh, shotgun everything around me down with uh, barrage. That's, that's what's, what's the aspect that makes your? I think it's your penetrating shot split and go right and left as well. Yeah, that one is uh, not as good. I, I always. When I when I first started playing Diablo, I somebody was doing that, you know, you know, on yeah. screen. And I'm like, that looks fucking cool. It does. It's, it, it, it's a very cool looking effect. Yes. It's yes. like that's that's some power. <laughs> that's you're fucking shit up with that. Yes. Uh, the problem bad. is the aspect doesn't give you enough damage on those those splitting arrows well uh, the the problem i seen with it before was it's in a dungeon that's like geared level 35 so you have to get to that level before you can even you know get it in your codex right um I the the big difference between the the icy veins build and what I'm doing, uh, they don't use the aspect of arrow storms. Uh, you have a X percent chance to 
spawn a arrow storm at a location of an enemy hit by one of your marksman skills. Well, all of your damaging skills in the build outside of smoke grenade are a marksman skill. So, so law of averages, this is going to go off a, a lot, couple, a couple times a minute. <laughs> yes, uh, a lot. Yeah, especially. So the weird thing I've noticed, uh, shadow imbuement, the explosion. If the explosion happens during, like, if you kill something with a barrage that is shadow imbued and it explodes, explodes. Uh-huh. If that kills something, that is currently triggering the arrow storm as well. Even oh though, wow! Even though it technically came from the shadow imbuement. Yeah, but it was delivered by the shadow imbuement is an add-on to any skill. So right. you can shadow imbue and nothing happens until right. you use a skill. So it's just extra damage piled onto something else. So that's yeah. technically the attack. Shadow imbuement is just extra damage. It's uh it's working pretty well. So this gives it a second chance to hit. So you could hit, trigger the storm, the explosion goes off, and it triggers the storm again. Uh-huh. There's no every, you know, once you every can, six seconds or anything. You can have up to five arrow storms going at once. Wow. Yeah. That uh, sounds dangerous. The only problem that I have... I think in, it's in technically... I, uh, arrow hurricane at some point, right? Yeah. The only problem I have with the game right now, and this is not a rogue problem, this is this is a Diablo problem. Uh, ultimate skills suck. Yeah. I Probably now would uh, call the ancients or whatever for the barbarian because yeah. it's basically just a panic button. Like I'm crowded. Need shit to pack up. I, I do have, like the little pet. It's okay. I, I got the pet, and it's basically doing... I got it set to do all range damage. Because I have no range damage. <laughs> uh, I'm using a skill called Flash of Adrenaline, which increases my damage. And then I'm using Tempest, and I'm only using Tempest because I've got it set up that it spreads vulnerable for me. There you go. Um, it's nice when the first hit already hits something that's vulnerable. Right, right. Um, but yeah, I have three level 100 characters. I have my rogue, which I'm currently at 76. Uh, I, exactly one of my characters uses an ultimate skill. When I f- first was playing the rogue, I used the death trap. That was... yeah. That was fun, but yeah, it, it was it was like poison trap, and uh, that a lot of time it got wasted because I used it and everything like immediately moved out of it. Right. It's like okay, I need something that chases you or just empowers me. One of the and the only reason that my my sorcerer used an ultimate skill was because. The ultimate skill does if that gravitational ball lightning builds was using 
just made everything do more of what you were trying to do. Like if they took that approach to ultimate skills, like not all of them doing the same thing, but like you want to press this button when you're running a nightmare dungeon, every time this button is off cooldown, like that's what an ultimate skill should be. The, the, um, Druids one where you went bear crazy was not too bad. That one just buffed you and you just went into a kind of a berserker frenzy. Right, but then it locked you out of some of your skills. I see what you're saying, yeah. Like, that was a very... I liked playing the druid where... Turning into a bear was a. I hit a button. I'm a bear. I'm back into a person. Yeah, I I don't want to stay the bear. And see, I really enjoyed that. the The problem with the ultimate skills is that there there's four or five of them per per class. Uh huh. Usually, I take the three pointer things around them. Right. They're so niche, they're not worth it. Yeah. The not the ultimates. What's the thing right beyond <laughs> that? The thing that basically caps the, the key, pa- key passive. Yeah, those those are worth it. Yes. And mm-hmm. you spend you end up spending, you know, the right you can't avoid but spend enough points to at least reach down there and take one of those. Right. right. And they're all one point, mm-hmm. so they're not worth skipping. Right. And they all provide like significant meaningful effects. And kind of like either enhance or kind of change the way a skill works, right? Right. Like Like, this now triggers this too. They establish entire play styles in some cases. Yeah. Like give me just a sec to finish this fight. I think the the druid one of the druid was, was one was like every time you do a storm trigger a or every time you do a claw uh claw attack trigger a storm thing so i was like okay well the rogue has uh when you do a melee ability they've got one that like toggles back and forth between melee and ranged uh i think so let's see uh you have close quarters combat damaging a close enemy with a marksman skill or cutthroat skill uh, each grant a 15% attack speed bonus for 8 seconds. Yep, that's the one. Yeah. I am currently using Precision. Okay. When, when you cast a Marksman skill, you gain a stack of Precision. You gain an additional attack if that... Uh, an additional stack if that skill critically strikes once per cast. When you reach 6 stacks, your next Marksman ultimate or core skill is a guaranteed critical strike Deals 15, 50% increased critical strike damage consuming all stacks of precision. This damage is further increased by 15% of your critical strike damage bonus. Okay, every six stacks explodes. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, if like if I'm fighting a boss or, or like if the butcher or something shows up, I'll try and pay attention so that I can consume all six on a shadow imbued barrage so just you know delete the screen 
Which is, is Barrage the one that's like a machine gun? Uh, Barrage is like a shotgun. You okay. fire arrows in a arcing pattern. What's the one that's like a machine gun? Rapid that fire? Rapid fire. Yeah. Um, that was, is, the, the short time I played with uh, or toyed with the Marchman, uh, I was using that to just end bosses. Yes. I was like, this, uh, is, this is dumb. To take this build based on what I've been seeing online and do like Uber Lilith, uh, I will swap out. Uh, the only thing I'll change is is where those points are, are spent. Instead of being spent on Barrage, I'll flip them over to Rapid Fire. That's the only difference. My gear doesn't change. Yeah, that, that's your single target right. uh, uh, core skill. Right. Because with with Uber Lilith, uh, you don't you don't want to necessarily stand close to her. No, no, no. And she doesn't let you. Uh, no, not generally. And the the heavy in a straight line machine gunning that rapid fire offers is is the way but to go. Well, probably mostly because she doesn't stand still, right? And you need to put as many shots in her when she does, right? So, but I don't use my my build doesn't even use the barrage aspect uh, because the barrage aspect just it's like oh hey here is more uh, random uh, arrows maybe here's, here's more arrows to your arrows right. I, I'm not I'm not on uh, pimp my ride. I don't need more arrows. But yeah, I'm I'm it's been it's it's been that first character of the season struggle at times, you know, just not having all the mats that I just had ten days ago. Yeah. But no, it's it's I, I am relatively pleased with the progress I'm making, even though my buddy at work is already level 100. Uh, he's like one-shotting Duriel. I'm like, yeah, that I, I would get very, not bored, I would just get very irritable with that because it's like, oh, well, I'm done. I, I don't have a reason to play the rest of the season. Yeah, you need that carrot at the end of the stick. Yeah, I do. I need. Yeah, okay. I can make this slightly incrementally better than what I have now if right. I find this one thing that's perfectly rolled, and you, and that is enough for you to keep playing through the yep. to me monotony. No, you're you're absolutely right. I I played. Diablo for the Whereas, I get I get there and I see it done. <laughs> right. You guys walked me through the the big bads in last season. I yep. was not even I never even made it to 100. So uh I got to 93 maybe. Uh yeah. So I had all end game gear. I mean they're there for the last because we were what like, I was like level sixty or something when you guys were pulling me through there. 
Yep. So for the last 30 levels, I never picked up a new piece of gear. Which I think... Which was boring. Yeah, in some ways that's a detriment. And I understand now why they they did some of the gating that they did. Uh, I just wish it wasn't such a hard and fast gate. Like, is there, are there like level requirements on gear now or something? I mean, or, there's always been... item level? There's, there's always been level requirements. Uh, but they've, they've set it up so that like, if I right now, I just ding 77, if I go kill the world boss when he, when he spawns, I'm not getting 925 Q. You're getting level 75 equivalent item level. Uh, the best I've gotten so far, I got an 890, which still close. But it's not perfect. Yeah, you can improve that to what? 915? 925 and then the extra 25 from upgrading it at the blacksmith. Which, you know, I'm kind of okay with. Kind of. Uh, I mean, Duriel still only drops 925 gear, which I think is the way it should be. That is... That's not an easy boss to summon. There, There is work that goes into getting that um but man it it, it's kind of rough now to like oh well i guess i'm not just gonna go hit world boss when i hit world tier four to get in and hope i get a weapon because even if the weapon has bad rolls on it it's still a 925 weapon but now it's not going to be Right. Now it's 890 max or something like that. So getting your levels is still first priority, or is now first priority. Whereas before, you get there when you get there, and honestly, some of the gear might help you get there faster. Right. But since they lowered the experience requirement for levels above 60, it's... How much faster would you be going, really? I mean, I was 75 when we started recording. And I've been half-assing my way through some Nightmare Dungeons. Not playing anything overly complex because we're recording and I'm not giving this, you know, my 100% focus. And I am getting ready to hit the first Paragon point inside of level 77. So it's, it's better. That's an hour and a half of playing. <clears throat> yeah. Or no. An hour. I don't know why I looked at my looked at it. I thought it said 9.30. It was only 9.03. Is there such a thing as number dyslexia? <laughs> I like, would assume is, so. Dyslexia, dyslexia, like, because... I don't see it on letters. Maybe I don't notice it, but I'm all the jobs we do at work are five digit item number. You know, there's a family code that, that says, you know, what the format is, but you know, individual things have five digit. I will transpose numbers in there and 
not even see it until I send it to my boss, like, hey, how's this cover look? And he's like, what is this job you're working on? I don't see a 1650, uh, Oh, it's supposed to be 61527. <clears throat> yeah, I mean. It's... I do it all the time. And, and I'm looking at it, and it's fine. I type it. It's fine. And, and then they point it out, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's not right. Weird. It could be some sort of... I wasn't born to be an accountant. No. No, you were not. Or an English teacher. Yeah. I, I was born to be an English teacher. Spain. For the reason they buy more red pens... I, uh, I I came to to the English world uh, late in life. I'm still not great, but I'm, I'm better than I was. I came to the academic world late in life. Yeah, uh, well, yesterday, uh, Karen te texted me from home, said something's wrong with the garage door. It won't open. I get home. I go through the other garage door I go and I look and I'm like, Oh yeah, that spring isn't supposed to be in two pieces. So she said, I heard a big bang. I don't know what it was. Well, there's that coil, you know, that helps pull the door open. Right. It isn't your, your garage door, uh, encourages the movement, but there is a coil that winds it up and cables that lift the door. Correct. Uh, it broke. And my friend, uh, I used to bowl with him, worked with him at Little Caesars. Uh, Richie lives up the street, and he works for a Gander Door over in Ontario. Yep, good people. And I'm like, hey, I got, I think I got a rusted spring. And he just comes down last night, and he looks at it, and he's like, yeah. So for cost of parts, or, you know, it's his shop, so there's no cost of parts. So I'm like... What, what what what's it cost? You guess I don't know, twenty five bucks. And I go, okay, fifty dollars. Yeah, and I'm just like, here, buy dinner. Here, thank you. And right. He came over tonight and was working on it, and we were talking about that. I mentioned you a couple times about, yeah, me and my one friend. We're always talking, and we'll just like get on a tangent about some science <laughs> documentary we watched or something. It just freaking fascinates me, and. You know, that I'm flipping through Netflix. A lot of people are just skipping by that that aisle. And I'm like, wait, what's this about nebulas? Right. <laughs> Tell me more. Hey, I gotta say, uh super excited. They've they've already announced that when Vera Rubin and the extremely large telescope come online, uh priority number one is planet nine. Cool. I'm excited. Can I go on a visit? <laughs> Fully. Virtual. I mean, no, I, I I would I would rather sign up to go. I would like to sign up to transfer my consciousness into an android that's gonna be shot across the the universe. 
Did anybody watch uh, Invincible, the animated series on Amazon? I started it. it. I plan to go back to it. Well, there's a there's a storyline in there. The one character, Robot. I don't know how far you got, so I don't want to spoil it. But uh, the the one character is born deformed. And he engineers a clone of someone else, and he watches consciousness transferred to that clone. And he hires these two villains, the Mauler twins, who are you know big on cloning and stuff because they're always cloning each other. Uh, when dies, they clone themselves, and then they transfer the consciousness into the other one. But it doesn't move the consciousness. It just copies it and imprints it on the other one. And the way it works, neither one, because they're twins, knows which one is the real original twin. Oh. So it's it, and it's part of their uh, character that they don't know, and it's constantly a uh, that's why I'm the original and you're the copy, you know, kind of dig they have at each other. Well, when they transfer the consciousness of this deformed character into this cloned perfect body you know the perfect body wakes up and looks over and sees the uh the other one he's still alive he still knows what's going on he's his he's fully conscious it isn't like he gets to escape that he hmm. just gets to it's like a child so where they download my consciousness and put it in a say, an android, shoot it across the universe to explore. It wouldn't be me going. It would be that copy, that other person. At least that's how I'm envisioning it. I mean, it isn't like they're going to take me out of me. They're just going to copy. I would almost... If the technology was there, the way I envision it, I guess. I would almost be okay with them taking my consciousness out of me putting it in a in a robot and your body is now just a mindless husk it's just gone it is consumed in the process yeah I'd yeah give okay. me an android body yeah okay yeah. okay with that you mean make me the six billion dollar man if it were if it was not a uh we'll call it for for lack of a better term uh repro or repo if we were not living in that universe i'd be okay with it that actually sounds like a pretty interesting story where that happens your body's consumed your consciousness is now put into this other form for either you know by your choice you know i want to live forever or because they need volunteers to do something. But the the trick is you're now owned by somebody. Your body oh. is property of somebody. Your consciousness your consciousness is just existing within there. So the, the moral question is do you have the right to freedom? 
you know, and in your consciousness inside this android body, there might be a, you know, there could be something like a virtual world, like matrix kind of thing that you go and you make it your own while you're not actually actively piloting the body to do its task. Um, this sounds very much like upload. Did you ever watch that? No, never heard of it. Um, it's on Amazon. Is it Mike judge? No, it's not. It's somebody. The showrunner is somebody, maybe the guy that did like the office and whatnot. I don't remember, but it's, it's mostly a comedy, but it's got, it's like a funny thing, but there's a purpose they're working towards. Like they're trying to figure out who did what. Um, but yeah, they're, he is, they're, uh, in, they're in robots. No. So when you die, your consciousness gets uploaded into basically like the cloud, but they all have different versions of stuff. So once your consciousness is uploaded, if you're rich, it's like a fancy resort. And if you're poor, it's like an empty dorm. And then they'll pay for upgrades if somebody on the outside still has money or if you um, had a bunch of money to go in with. And you have a monthly oh. plan like a cell phone. Right. So, yeah. if, so if you're poor and you run out of minutes, you get locked. You, you essentially just freeze in place for the rest of the month. Yikes. Well, but like it's 90% earn, of what you're talking about there. Um, yeah. How do you earn actually, money sure. when you're in virtual realm? Um, there's all that types of stuff. Like they had ones where like you could start seeing advertisements if you took the lesser plan. Mm -hmm. And uh, there were other ones where, you know, it's family and friends on the outside. Cause you can like, I don't know, video call with them kind of oh. on things. Um, uh, so, uh, yeah, I was kind of, yeah. I was kind of thinking that you're in a, what we, what everyone alive would consider a body, uh, Android body that's existing in the physical world. And your consciousness is the director that basically guides this thing. You're the subroutine that kind of tells it what to do. There's no artificial intelligence to drive these things. There's human intelligence. But a side effect of, of this would be the consciousness inside of it figures a way to basically make its own realm within that programming. So whereas part of his thought process is driving the robot, he's on a beach in, you know, Tahiti, you know, chilling with umbrella drinks in a world he created his own in his own mind or, you know, just with thought. So he starts running a sub program within the driving force behind this Android, which ultimately pulls more and more resources from the actual task. The Android is supposed to be doing. And because he's making his little virtual world more and more robust, adding people and things and experiences and all that stuff. And then whatever job he was, he gave up his physical body to be this hero, to pilot this robot, whatever. Well, now it starts fucking up because it's 
losing processing power and uh, fails at tasks it's supposed to perform and puts his whole thing in in, pro, in uh, jeopardy. And now uh, we know how Asmo ended up as just a head. Um, no, we know how that happened. Daryl did it. That was the hostile. That was the hostile takeover. Huh. I guess I kind of figured that he was he was ahead before then. Uh, nope. When he's when he's in the uh, when he's in the treasure chest in uh -huh. limbo, when we first meet Asmodenak, he's asking Gop, uh, ask him if he's he's seen my body. Oh, I missed that part. Yeah. He, I, did, I did not put that together. Yeah. Yeah, that's because I'm a great writer. Okay. I'm a great spieler. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's because I'm a great writer. That's that's why that's why that went unnoticed. As uh, I put details in places where no one will find them, and then go on as if everyone knew it. Yeah, I mean, you know, sometimes it takes a couple of reads. Um, yeah. sorry, you say Daryl was the one that. Ambushed him, right? Ambushed. Um, Daryl. Daryl tried to make a vineyard, but he doesn't know anything about making wine. He just likes drinking right. wine. So he thought he went, would want a vineyard. He ran that into the ground, and he tried to recoup his losses by selling uh, Daryl Dendak's seedless, invisible seedless grape seeds. Uh, to, to suckers to try to make his money back. Well, that fell through. So he had to go back and work for his dad. Well, he didn't want to work for his dad. So he just, when dad was busy doing something, he pushed him through a door. Not all of him went through the door, but dad was dead. Daryl's in charge. Okay. Because um, I knew part of the hostile takeover from the one scene where he's like in town drinking the wine, talking about stuff. Mm -hmm. But I wasn't sure how much was actually covered in the comic. Yeah, there, there is, a, there is a, here's a, here's a adventure idea for one of you guys. If you want to do it, there is a dungeon that Asmodentex bodies wandering around somewhere. A headless Asmo body. Yeah. Interesting. He's effectively a lich. Uh, or lick, or however, however you wish to pronounce it. Does someone uh, pronounce it lick? Yeah. They need smacked. I mean, Lichtenstein, maybe, but that's about it. You know, I've, I've heard people, I think um, Scott Dennison pronounced it lick. Didn't he, Jeff? Uh, yeah, but that doesn't mean he was right. No, but... <laughs> I, I was just honoring the fact that that's but, his choice. Somebody say some people say drove too. 
Well, we've just proved some people say incestor, so. Yes. Clearly, there's a lot of dumb people out there that don't know how to pronounce things. And, and some people say, uh, due to unforeseen circumcisions, we'll be closed. <laughs> <laughs> that was my favorite yeah. meme of the week. I mean, it's usually <laughs> unforeseen. So awesome. I'm like, whoa, unforeseen circumcisions. Holy shit. Where, where is he putting it? Meat lover's pizza, bro. Yeah. I keep uh, pepperoni I, rings. I'm looking for pronunciation, and I keep finding like rhymes with itch. I, I've always pronounced it lich too, but I've like I've heard. I've never heard it pronounced anywhere else. Right. So people were really out there calling it Wrath of the Lick King. Kind of licking. That sounds like a just a whole different. <laughs> Starring Ron what? Jeremy. Well, I, I think I think <laughs> nice. Uh, once he gets out of prison, um, or in prison. <sighs> Dinosaur person. Uh, <laughs> Ooh, that's that's, that's a brutal prison. Yeah, I like I like two kinds of monsters in D and I like beholders and I like liches. I think they're both awesome. So, I think we need to have a reappearance of Tim. Yeah, my Hasbro stolen property. But. I've tried to stay away from things that would be not SRD. Yeah. In the, in the, in the, at this point, do what you want and have fun. We have we well, have we have made so much potential content. Have at it, brother. Like, no, seriously. I meant. Characters and 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 uh, characters and monsters that appear in the strip. I, I try to stick to oh, basically yeah. okay. basic, not non licensed ideas or something. I think beholders are owned by. Uh, they are Wizard of the Coast. I don't think they're in the SRD. Just keep making them look like mine, and you're fine. Yes, yours. No one in their right mind would make theirs like that, right? I mean, eye stalks with multiple eyes? What? Itch, we're calling those itchy eyes. Yes. Licky eyes. Icky eyes. Icky. Itchy. It, licky eyes. No, yeah. that's not right. I don't know. Who cares? He's just, he's just a building inspector. That's right. The, the, the eyes help him inspect faster. He's got the eye for the job. What was his name? Winston or something? I don't know what you what you named him. Pretty sure, pretty sure he was Winston. I know he was. Sounds right. He was strip one hundred. He was. <laughs> I was super fucking proud of that. I'm not gonna lie.
I think you're as proud of that as I am of my dumb joke that made it in early. Walt Stamens. That's right. I knew it was a W. Walt Stamens. Stamens because that's the male part of the flower. And his eye stalks look like the male part of the flower. Okay. That's a reasonable explanation for it, I guess. It, it, it's what popped in my head when when I when I saw it. I'm like, that, that could be his name. Male and Walt, and Walt popped in your head. And Walt, or you know, it was just I'm assuming short for Walter. Just sounds like a building inspector's name. Uh, wasn't uh, wasn't the guy that owned Stymans when we had the apartment? Wasn't his first name Walter? Kurt. Kurt. That's funny. I was just thinking about him today too. Oh yeah. Yeah. Why? <laughs> Not every once in a while, I think about local slumlords. Okay. Think of how fondly. Just yeah. thinking about how they really got things going on. No, like they, there's him. There's the one they my got dad, it together. There's the one my dad I mean, knew that was also kind of like the world's shittiest private eye. You're talking to <laughs> Chad right now, so there's that. Wow. The jokes are are real. I I wasn't making jokes. I'm sorry. No, you weren't. I was. I was keeping it above boards. I don't. It doesn't happen often, but it did this time. Yeah. 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 I. Simons. Uh, I think they've completely divested of all of their properties. Uh, I think he had to, because it's like he lost. He lost more property with each divorce. Each True. Divorce. Yes. 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 Each divorce. He he lost more and more of his empire, his rental yeah. empire. Kind of like my boss back there at uh, Premier Graphics when he got got uh, divorced. His wife pretty much took the cleaners. Of course, I think she had just cause. Sort of, and it happened. Both, I think he's been divorced twice, and it happened both times. Yeah, like yeah. the idea of him looking at his property portfolio and being like, "I can only get married one or two more times." <laughs> or no, I need to get married one or two more times to get rid of these freaking tax burdens. Well, I think there, I could be wrong, but I believe that the local gossip when the spill the, the tea come on let's hear it the the one near where we live mr bookman yeah when when that suffered the fire okay uh ultimately it was ruled to not be uh arson but i think early on there there was some suspicion of of arson for insurance money but then they were able to 
determine it wasn't arson it was just negligence so much better i guess well i mean is it is it good to be a criminal or incompetent i I mean as far as how long you're going to serve in prison incompetent true well but i think that they were able to like because the one thing that he did do he did actually employ a maintenance staff yeah uh i don't believe it was i mean he might have been penny pinching in the whole thing but the the actual negligence was was maintenance related not ownership so somebody wasn't raking up the leaves in the forest and the space lasers caught on fire something like that yeah i told them to rake the forest floor this wouldn't happen right (sighs) i'm sorry i didn't mean to bring up orange jesus oh did you see nikki haley lost to Yes. Nobody. Nobody. Yeah. Yes. Can I just tell you how happy it made me to bust out a Brewster's Millions gif? Oh, that was a fucking. uh, None of the above. Yep. Uh, I I saw that uh, as I was coming back from lunch today. Nice. Yeah. We generally try and keep the political chat at work. To a minimum, which you know, just good practice. They they've uh, that wasn't always the way it was at work, but uh, they did come out and say, uh, "You don't know what your neighbor's thoughts are. You don't know what my thoughts are." Right. Chances, you know, in the best case scenario, they differ on one or two things, but no one's exactly the same. So, in the interest of you know, everyone's comfortable. Just keep it to yourself. Yeah. And so I can respect that. Uh, yeah. You know, it does. I mean, A, I think the last 20 years have proven an echo chamber is not a good place to be. No, not at all. So, I don't know. The ones at Coastside are pretty fun. That's, that's, <laughs> but that's the only place where that's going to fly. Yeah. But I did, I, I uh, in our IT group chat, I said, this is not meant to be a political post. This is purely me uh, bringing up one of my favorite movies from my childhood, uh, When Life Imitates Art. And I put, uh, one of the news outlets was using just a fucking savage picture of Nikki Haley just looking utterly defeated. <laughs> And like it was, it was so fucking crazy the picture they chose, and so I, I put that and I put that with uh, the Richard Pryor standing at the podium with his big goofy campaign po- picture behind him. I th- I was thinking of that movie earlier. Uh, I think it was yesterday as well because, uh, like I said, I was watching The Crown, and there's one scene where the the queen is like looking through this book of stamps and you know, they all have her face on them or her ships or castles or whatever. And I was just thinking stamps. Oh, that scene from Brewster's millions when they're laughing about, because he bought a stamp worth 250,000 and then he just mailed it. Nailed it. 
That was yeah. fucking brilliant. And they're like, ha ha, you broke the rule. You bought an yeah. asset. <laughs> yep, but I used it as intended. Yep. Now you, now you have it. <laughs> God, that movie was so great. It was. That was before he did this Superman three or two or whatever it was, right? Fuck, I don't know. What was the the other movie with uh, Dan Aykroyd and Trading Places? Trading Places. That's the one. That was Eddie Murphy, though, not yeah, yeah. Richard it's Pryor. just just another great eighties flick. Yeah, no. Richard Pryor movies I can think of is the Superman one, Brewster's Millions, and The Toy. I don't think I've ever heard of The Toy. Jackie uh, Jackie Gleason hires Richard Pryor to be his son's toy because he's a uh, he's a millionaire. Yeah. That's a terrifying statement to make. Basically, just somebody to play with the kid. Yeah. Uh-huh. The kid has everything, video games, you know, pinball machines, whole house full of everything you think of. And the only thing he doesn't have is someone to, you know, hang out with because his dad's rich and doesn't pay any attention to him. Right. Yeah. That was the premise. That's, that was good. It was... I mean, I remember watching it and liking it. It had a decent message by the end of it. Yeah, I, huh. I, I'm having similar thoughts. I'm like, I, I don't know if it holds up. I'm curious. I would it, be curious. It might not. It. Yeah, that it might not at all. Right. But uh, it, it was, it was, uh, it worked in the day. Yes. Yeah. Kind, kind of story. I think my favorite '80s movie though is Scavenger Hunt. That's fun. Is that is that the one that's got uh, Michael J. Fox and his retainer? No, I don't believe so. Let me. I'm so bummed that that movie is not streaming anywhere. Oh wow, it's from 1979. Got uh, 70s movies. Scatman, Crothers, Cloris Leachman, um, Tony Randall. Vincent Price. To inherit a fortune, various addressees of a will must compete in a wild scavenger hunt to collect selected items, but cannot be simply bots. I thought John Cleese was in it. Apparently he's not. Amazingly hot, Cassie. Well, yeah. Yeah. It's it's a great Just movie, though. Recollection of actors from seventies movies. Hey, man, that movie was a lot of fun. I'm sorry that you are too fucking sheltered to have seen it. Came out 
five years before I was born. It came out the year I was born, and I still found a way to watch it. It used to be on TBS all the time. I didn't have TBS until they went to college. It wasn't on there then. It was probably on there then. Movie I was thinking. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's where I saw Beatrice Millions. 1980. Turner movies, one of those. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the scavenger hunt movie I was thinking about was Brewster's Millions, or not Brewster's Midnight Madness. Uh, Leon picks college students to participate in an all-night scavenger hunt. Five teams receive clues to solve, leading them to the next clues site hidden in the city. Uh, it's dumb, but it's got uh, Michael J. Fox plays the kid brother of one of the main characters. I am not familiar with that one. Has a funny scene where a bunch of nerds on mopeds are riding around the lobby of the Penavutcher Hotel and the uh, major D is calling the cops and says, yes, send everybody. We got bikers, hell's angels in my lobby. You know, your stereotypical nerd characters writing mopeds. Amazing. Yeah. um, I love it. Yeah, it was fun. I remember watching it many a time when I was a kid. Probably HBO or WUAB. Channel 43. That's right. Yeah, just have that one. Talk about a fucking staple of childhood. That's where I watched Sick Avenger for the first time. That's where I watched Superhost. Every Saturday morning. I don't remember that. And Superhost, he would show like he would show like the old movies like uh, uh, Wolfman, Frankenstein, and Godzilla and King Kong and all this. No, I don't remember that. Oh yeah, that's where I, I saw remember all the Godzilla movies. I remember Big Chuck and Little John. It was very similar to that, but he was just a dude dressed in you know. a. There's that old fat guy dressed in like a comic book store Superman outfit, huh. wearing Chuck Taylors, and uh, he went. How uh, long ago was this? Seventies. Uh, I will Google it. Uh, WAB Superhost. Uh, 1988, February 28th. Huh. Uh, was, uh, he died uh, in 2020, 87 years old. Wow. Um, yeah, he would, he would, you know, come on the stage and, you know, or the TV set and talk about the movie that's coming up and uh, then they would cut to the movie and show and then right, be- right before the 
commercials, you know, after the commercials ended and going back, he would be there and he's like, back to the movie, you know, kind of thing. But he had a wall of like all the drawings that the kids sent in. And I remember I sent in like every, you know, month I sent in a picture of something. And then one time that the camera pans over the wall, I'm like, there it is. There's my Godzilla. So, yeah, I was super hyped, super excited. Huh. Yeah, I, man, I, I'm looking at this and I don't remember this at all. Yeah. Wow. How long was it on for? Um, like a couple of years, that. or was it like a decade? Or Wikipedia Superhost. Um, he was born in Detroit, Michigan. Uh, do you hear me? It ran from 1969 to 1989. Oh, so that was the end, not the start of it. Okay. That was the end, yeah. He wore a baggy suit, cape, and red nose like a clown. A clown version of Superman. To host a station Saturday afternoon monster movies. I feel like I've seen photos of this. Yeah, that's why you would have been able to see it, yes. Yeah, I was I was at church setting everything up for Sunday. Ew. Yeah. Good times. And he had little sketches like the moronic woman, the parody of Bionic Woman, the caboose soup, a boxcar willy takeoff. Yeah, I don't remember all that. I just remember all those drawings on those. On the walls and stuff, and the movies he would show. But yeah, there's a little picture into Ray's childhood. The man that was in black and white. Shit. Huh? What? Old as old as shit. What? What? I didn't say anything. Mm-hmm. Oh God! The dimensions well, already should, started setting in. We should probably throw some dice before you forget how to count. Yeah, or, I know how to count. Or before my should throw some dice. Sleep again. Yeah, I was. I was just gonna say. We yeah. should throw some dice while Jeff is still awake. I am yeah. way more awake this week than I was the last couple. So, well, you're you're gonna need to be awake because uh, if memory serves. One of the party is charmed by the monster, and it is the party member that will kill us. Does memory serve, though? Because that's what we're debating here. Yeah, I know, right? I have it written down, so yeah, memory serves. Well, okay. Before paper serves. Before I shut things down, uh, we are not we are we are not live next week. Correct. Okay. No, we're we're not. We're not. I I cannot believe, I cannot imagine I am the only one who's going to have plans. Yeah, yeah, I have plans. I'm no. Oh, is next week Valentine's Day or something? Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm oh. actually converting the the basement into uh, love a, nest. Well, it's I, <laughs> no, it's where the food just is, the dungeon. It's where the food is <laughs> served. Jesus Christ, you fucks! Um, the dungeon is love. <laughs> 
God damn wow. you. All right. Well, now he's scrapping his idea to start all over. No, I'm not. I've already purchased oh. shit. <laughs> oh, well, you got to incorporate that into the new design now. Yeah, that was okay. The, that's the plan. I'm going to go take my dogs out. I'll all be right. back. Okay. All right. All right. Cool, cool, cool. Yep. And yeah, I'll kill the stream now. Be excellent. Be excellent to each other. Uh, we have been two fools. Rushing. All four of us. In. Bye, everybody.